How's everybody doing? Coming to you on a fine day here. I want to process with you guys something that the Lord has been just giving me some revelation on in the season. As we speak, it is 332, which is Jeremiah 333. Call to me and I will show you great and mighty things you do not know. So there's something God wants to reveal right now and wants to bring out into the light things that have been hidden. And uh, recently, probably about, uh, I don't know, month, month, uh, month and a half ago, maybe a month ago, a little bit less than a month ago, actually, um, I had a visitation from the Lord and very significant visitation. He'd been promising it to me for um, some months. And then this encounter happened and I had some third heaven experiences. I had some relational reactions and, and second heaven reactions. And I learned something about the, the way that the three, like, well, let's just say that the three realms operate, the third heaven, the second heaven, and the earth realm, um, which maybe we'll call the first heaven, who knows. Um, but if you look in Mark chapter 9, I found this understanding in Mark chapter 9, Chapter 2, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with them and led them up on a high mountain where they were all alone, and he was transfigured before them. He was clothed, became dazzling, his clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And there appeared before them Elijah and Moses who were talking with Jesus. Now, this seems like a third heaven encounter. This is definitely a third heaven encounter. All of a sudden, Jesus is talking to the cloud of witnesses and Moses and Elijah and then Peter but there's an interaction between heaven and earth happening Peter is cognizant and he's like rabbi what what's going on here should we build some shelters for you Moses and Elijah he didn't know what to say he was so frightened it says and then a cloud appears and covered them and says this is my son whom I love listen to him what you think about it just a side note Peter, James, and John are having this incredible experience with Jesus, who's transfigured. He's in a third heaven encounter. He's in a full-on heaven, Father's voice. He has the, the cloud that, that comes down, which could also, some have referred to the cloud as actually a cloud of witnesses. It's a part of when a, when a, when a spiritual cloud shows up. It's a sign that there's actually a cloud of witnesses in action. Here we have Elijah and Moses in interaction. Jesus is not talking to dead Elijah and Moses, but to living Elijah and Moses in heaven. He's not talking to the dead. This is not necromancy, which is talking to the dead. He's talking to the living. And he's hearing a voice. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. And suddenly when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. And then uh, as they were coming down, Jesus says, don't say anything about it. And then right when they get down in verses 14 in Mark chapter 9, when they came the other, to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. And Jesus asked, what are you arguing about? And then it says the man in the crowd answers, teacher, I brought to you my son. He's possessed by a spirit. 
and I asked your disciples to drive it out and they couldn't do it. So I want you to see here, there's actually the three heavens are interacting in this passage. Now, I think actually third heaven encounters, which is what Jesus was having with his disciples. He's inter they're interacting with heaven. They're interacting with the cloud of witnesses, which are in heaven. They're interacting with the Father in the cloud. And they're hearing the voice. And Jesus' body is completely transformed in this white, like he's going to be when, in Revelation. When, when, they, you know, when John sees Jesus, now he's ascended in heaven. He's completely white, bright hair, like white. It's, you know, like he's glistening. His feet are like fire, eyes of fire, all of this. They are... Uh, encountering him in a third heaven way here. But then as soon as Jesus, they then, and, you know, come out of that encounter, they come back down to earth. Now there is a first heaven reaction. There's an arguing going on. The disciples are arguing. The, the religious leaders are arguing with them. And then there's a demonic reaction as well. There's a, a, a boy that is trying to get free and they can't get him free. It, it's I, I instead of looking at this like these are three separate disconnected scenarios, third heaven, second heaven, demonic realm, first heaven, earthly realm. Let's look at it like it's all the same realm and there's cause and effect. When you have a third heaven encounter like Jesus did with Peter, James and John, expect then that there is going to be a reaction on the earth. There's going to be a reaction. The, the disciples, you know, lack of power. They're earthly. They're arguing. Their, their earthly uh, relational glitches are manifesting. They're defending themselves. And look what happens. When Jesus came, it says they all ran overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. Jesus came and brought such wonder and such awe. And Jesus from the third heavens comes into that first heaven realm and begins to say, why are you arguing? He's, he's like, let's deal with the arguing. When what are you arguing about, he says. What are you arguing about? He, let's deal with it. And then what happens, now they have a, a first, they have a demonic thing that is manifesting uh, that they need to deal with. The, the, the disciples are not able to deal with it. And Jesus tells them why. You're an unbelieving generation. How long shall I stay? How long shall I put up with you? And, and Jesus then, you know, th th this boy starts manifesting. When it sees Jesus, it throws itself on the ground. And Jesus says, everything is possible if you can believe. And the father says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And Jesus says, you deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him. And then after, you know, the, 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 you know the, the demon comes out and the disciples asked him, why couldn't we drive it out? And, this, and Jesus said, this kind can only come out by prayer. So I want you to see here that the heavenly encounter that Jesus had now caused a greater authority on the earth to cast out a deaf and dumb spirit in a boy, to confront unbelief, in the disciples to expose the arguing competitiveness that the disciples had, and then uh, to boot the demonic, uh, the uh, kind of like let's just say maybe the strong man that was manifesting in this boy, that was actually 
a, a sign in that, it was a part of that generation. This, this, this uh, unbelieving, this, this unbelief had caused the young generation to be shut, their mouth to be shut and their ears to be shut to hearing the things of God. It was a father issue. Jesus exposed all of that. When heaven showed up, when Jesus encountered heaven, then it caused the demonic realm to be exposed and booted out. It caused the disciples and the, and the demonic, the attachment, why they were not able to deal with the demonic realm to be exposed and cast out. Unbelief exposed. Deaf and dumb spirit exposed. And it wasn't in the disciples alone. It was in a generation. Woo, I feel something on this right now, guys. We're, we're in a battle right now in nations in, in, uh, over the next generation, over the, the young generation that are, that's blind, that's, that's deaf and mute, and they, and they can't hear. They can't hear what God is saying. You remember in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, the word of the Lord was rare. There was not many visions, but God decides I'm going to come speak. And he comes and he speaks to Samuel three times. Samuel doesn't know the voice of the Lord. Samuel has to keep going back to a spiritual mentor who no longer is obedient, who is not believing, who's not listening, who his own kids are not listening. But God was looking, is there a righteous young man amongst unrighteous young men? Eli's sons were wicked. They were not righteous. But God had to somehow find a righteous young man to speak to so he could rise up in the, in the midst of a wicked generation and raise up righteousness. And he raised up Samuel. There's something on that. The, unrighteous, the, the father, the Eli, who was in God's eyes unrighteous, even though he could still point Samuel to hearing God and help Samuel hear God, he was unrighteous in that he... He wanted to protect his children's over God. He would not confront his children in a way that caused them to not be able to do wickedness anymore. He did confront his kids, but he did not stop them from wickedness. And because of that, Eli was killed. His kids were killed. But then Samuel, the word of the Lord began to grow in Samuel. The presence of the Lord left Israel, but it rested upon one young man. Woo, there's some revelation on this. This may be a side note. Because I want to get back to my main point here. Going back to Mark chapter 9, here's the same scenario. The boy cannot have an encounter. He's deaf and mute. He needs to hear God. He can't. Why? Because the father's restricted. The father's unbelieving. The disciples are restricted. They're unbelieving. Jesus comes in and what, what, how, how is he able to do this? Because he just heard from his father. You're my son. I'm well pleased with you. This was a fathering issue. Why couldn't the disciples cast it out? Because they're arguing. Why are you arguing? Because you don't know who you are. If you don't know who you are in God, you're going to argue and compete. The disciples were always arguing. Who's the best? Who's the greatest?
Which one? We're better than them. We want to rule. We want to rule over the other disciples. We want, we're better than, we want to, let's stop those guys that are casting out, uh, you know, devils in Jesus' name. Like, and Jesus had to sh- settle them down. Hey, that's not how you rule. He said, Luke chapter 10, don't be so excited that the demons are submitted, but be excited that your name's written down in heaven. You need to get excited in sonship. You need to get excited that you are loved. That I, that the Lord that the, the Father sees you and He knows you and He wants to give you all good things and you need to settle into that. Woo! This issue here in Matthew, Mark chapter nine, Jesus was the answer because He just had the Father affirming them, Him. So He turns around and the and the Father's affirmation on Him gives Him authority over the fatherlessness in the Father and in the Son and in the disciples. Guys, why do we need heavenly encounters? We need heavenly encounters to deal with earthly problems, to deal with second heaven strongholds. Now, let me, let me just say this. Uh, I have noticed some seers, some prophetic people, some prophets that have amazing heavenly encounters. But I've noticed that they also have some relational problems some glitches in their in their relationships. I've seen divorces, I've seen affairs, I've seen unfaithfulness, I've seen all sorts of stuff. And you've seen it in some of the amazing prophet fathers uh, of, our, of, of, of history that are no longer with us, that the falls that they had, they would have these incredible encounters, but then they would have these incredible falls. And I believe that there might be a key in Mark chapter nine for us. If you have a heavenly encounter, God will then require that heavenly encounter to shake wherever you're at relationally in the earthly realm. And it will also cause the demonic that is around you that has been living to manifest and be shaken as well. If you do not connect back to relationships and deal with the relational problems and then deal and bind the demonic, then what happens is you begin to have strange relationships. Problems oftentimes become loners. Oftentimes they begin to get a disconnection in their marriage and their children relationships are not good and they begin to get a disconnection there. Then what happens? The demonic actually grows stronger around the dysfunctional relationships that the heavenly realm gave opportunity to deal with, but it was not dealt with. Oftentimes, I, I, you know, this encounter that I had recently, it was so amazing. It was a heavenly encounter that I had with the Lord. I, I, you don't want to come out of it. I don't. I would never, ever want to. I can see why someone, if they have a heavenly encounter or if they go up to heaven and the Lord says, do you want to come back to earth? And they're like, no, I want to be with you. Because it is so glorious. The little encounter that I had recently was so profound. I was, I was like, oh, my word. And then all of a sudden, I was having some little relational issues that I needed to deal with. And then it, it caused some, some demonic strongholds to manifest in the, in the situations around me. And I was so frustrated. I just wanted to be with Jesus. I wanted to continue to have this wonderful, amazing third heaven encounter that I was having. And, and then I began to, Lord, show me this Mark chapter nine, that actually the Lord, this if I did not deal with the relational things that needed to be dealt with and then boot out the demonic realm, then I would begin to create an unhealthy stronghold around me. That God's way of continually letting 
heaven touch earth and then earth, earth has to respond and the demonic has to be booted out is this is how it is you you have a heavenly encounter then earth reacts Every, i will shake everything that can be shaken so that what is you know scripture says in, in uh, hebrews 12 so that what can not be shaken will remain every time you have heavenly encounter then the earth realm shakes the demonic realm shakes and heaven wants to come closer Heaven wants to heal relationships on earth and boot out the demonic realm and bring more reward, bring more breakthrough. But if we don't recognize these things, if we don't get good as prophetic people, as people that see, as people that encounter God in the spirit, and we don't get good at continually working on relational dynamics, then eventually we create a stronghold that the enemy destroys us from. I see this same principle apply, applies to, to people of business, applies to people in church ministry, pastoral ministry. It applies to people in, 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 uh, in any relational dynamic. If, if, uh, sometimes business people get so busy in business and pastors get so busy in pastoring and their people, 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 and their family issues begin to manifest and they begin to act out. They begin to have these great successes in business and in church and in leadership. And then at home, it manifests in if, if you do not focus on the family, focus on the children and the, the marriage and, and whatever relationships that need to be happening around you, heal the hearts, connect, work on the relational connections. And then as a result of that, boot out the enemy because the enemy works within dysfunctional relationships. If you don't deal with that, then what happens? There begins to be a distance between the business person, the pastor, the leader, in the family and then there's splits there's hurts kids are you know scorn their parents there begins to be a disconnection and the person might be wealthy rich a bunch of ministry but their family is not healthy we have got to fix this whenever there begins to be uh, we, we have to we have to prioritize the family prioritize our relationships never get so far in the heavenly realm in success in business ministry politics whatever we're going after fulfilling things advancing and you know in, in in operating in things that are very fulfilling to us we cannot go farther into those things than we are willing to deal with the relational stuff around us now even with people that have said okay i've devoted myself to the lord i'm, I'm, I'm going to be single I'm going to be celibate. I'm going to just be fully focused on Jesus. I've seen the same problems with single people. It's not like, oh, I'm single now. I can fully devote my life to Jesus. I, I can spend all my time doing the things of the Lord. No, because there still needs to be healthy relational dynamics for anybody because we're not meant to do this on our own. And you can become so focused on... Uh, you know, the, the big things we're doing, the, the spiritual things, the heavenly encounters we're doing. And if we're not healthy relationally, it's always going to backfire. Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. But do you know what uh, principalities and powers do? They always take the fight to flesh and blood. Whenever you go to the heavenly encounters, the enemy takes the fight to flesh and blood. He will look for loopholes in flesh and in the flesh and blood relationships. So God, when you encounter heavenly encounters, God requires you to deal with relational dynamics, which will then give you authority to deal with and boot out the demonic realm. We were over in uh, another country years ago. We were learning this principle, and we were doing we were doing these joy walks on these high mountains in 
um, in Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England. And we came, we came to um, Ireland. The, it was the final day of our 10 days, week to 10 days of walking these high mountains. And, and God was doing some amazing things. And we came to this, this last mountain. And, and it's just a small, small little hill, really. It's, you know, maybe took us a few hours to get up to the top and, um, and walking with a group of, you know, 15 or so. And we got a hundred, couple hundred yards from the top. And all of a sudden, team members started saying, I'm not going up to the top. You're a mean leader. I'm not going up to the top. I don't trust my team members. I'm not going to the And relational stuff started popping everywhere. Stuff that wasn't true, but all of a sudden, people's fears about leaders started manifesting. People's fears and, and issues with people around them started manifesting. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking there going, this is Warfare 101. I've seen this before. The enemy, if you're going to go take a high place and put, a, a, you know, something, do something for Jesus, and, and, you know, there was something spiritual that was going on, the enemy all of a sudden says, I'm going to hit all those spots in people's hearts that are not dealt with. And all of a sudden, we are now faced with people not going to go up to the rest of the way with us. And I, and I stopped and I said, guys, we're not going to go any higher without you. We're going to pray through these things and let's pray through them. And, and, and we walked through those things, prayed through it. We, were in, we, were, we cried with the ones that needed some inner healing and deliverance. And by God's grace, people were listening to us. And then we were able to walk the rest of the way to the top of the mountain, arm in arm. And God did a beautiful thing. The next day, the first time in 40 years, he actually brought a shift in the nation. A national uh, policy changed. And there was some unification between opposing parties in the nation, something that had not happened for 40 years. And, um, and, and even, even three people, we got to lead three people to the Lord that very night, three people that had even been a part of the, the uh, killings, the bombings that had gone on in, in Ireland for 40 years. And God you know, brought us into uh, divine connections with three different ones and, and did this beautiful thing. When you want to do something that's going to bust through in the spirit realm, sometimes the enemy will react in the second heavens because he has authority in the first heavens, in your relationships. So he will start hitting the relational buttons, the disconnections, the suspicions, the hurts. Because if you, can, if, if you can't get on the other side of those hurts, then he's going to be able to keep the breakthrough from happening. Us going to the top of the mountain, busted something in the spirit realm for that nation. God brought breakthrough. I have seen this in, in, in my own journey where we're going after something, we're going after something, going after something with leaders, and all of a sudden, boom, something in my own heart pops. Some fear, some hurt towards a leader, some issue. And what is God trying to do? I need to deal with this, Keith. If you don't deal with this, the move of God I want to bring, the revival, the strategic connections will not be able to be brought because there's not a trust built. So he's got to heal my own heart. And not every time have I won. There's been times the enemy has gotten an upper hand. There's been times where the enemy has won at some level because you know something that happened in the relationships around me where I did not get a win relationally, sadly, because I'm still learning these principles. So I've had a long journey in learning these principles, guys, learning how this works. Either you have a third heaven encounter 
it will cause a reaction in the in the second heavens and the first heavens and you have to deal with those things and once you do heaven can come to earth and be established in a healthier way i've also had it happen where the you're doing something in the first heavens like a prayer walk all of a sudden the second heavens begin to react trying to hit the first heaven relationships trying to hold them back and if you don't get the breakthrough you don't get a third heaven release but when you get the breakthrough and you heal the relationships then heaven shows up the angels come <clears throat> the breakthrough comes we'll close out with this it's like daniel he's he's um you know he's praying for 21 days 21 days he's praying and then he finally gets a breakthrough and you know the angels come and says hey since since you you know set your your heart on on understanding on prayer uh, let's let, let's look at this real fast since you you know set your heart on prayer um let me let me get it here let me find it here it is eluding me but you guys you can you can find it it's it's somewhere right in here um You know, it's so funny when you have this, when you know you, you need this. <laughs> you cannot find it. I, I found the one in Daniel chapter 9. But, oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Daniel chapter 10. There it is. Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you set your mind again, understanding to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days then one of the chief priests came to help me because i was detained there with the king of persia now i've come to explain to you what will happen guys you realize sometimes maybe you need some understanding maybe you need some prayer i, I was talking to a, a prophet friend who ministers to presidents and he was saying sometimes there is a principality resisting and and, and fighting to keep you from meeting the, the 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 leader the president the prime minister whoever it is you're going to meet with just to keep the word from being able to even get to that leader even that meeting to happen and and guys this is what was happening here 21 days daniel's praying he needs understanding there's a there's a second heaven resistance but finally heaven breaks through because daniel is praying in the first heaven sometimes you have to do something in the first heavens to bust something in the second heavens to bring the third heavens. Sometimes God will bring you into third heaven encounters. Then it causes a reaction in the first heavens in the earthly realm, which causes then the second heavens to be stirred up and you have to deal with that. I love this. Don't you love how all of this is interacting? First, sec, sec, first second, and third heavens. Just the, 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 uh, in the earth, this... All of these realms. This is just such a beautiful place. Something I just wanted to share with you guys. I'm praying right now that you would have revelation and uh, wisdom to understand what God is trying to speak to you through this. And you will begin to see where maybe you need to focus on some relationships. Maybe there's been some demonic resistance and you need to do something there. You need to pray. Whatever it is, I pray, Lord, you would begin to help us to understand how to partner and with all three of these realms, the third heaven, the second heaven, the earth realm, Lord Jesus, so that we can have heaven coming to earth 
and the fullness of breakthrough in this season. Come on. Woo. Man, if you love this, guys, if you love this YouTube, let us know. If you love the podcast, let us know. Uh, share this with somebody. And I pray that you have an amazing day. We will talk to you guys again soon.